the Leadership Lessons Podcast, hosted by Pastor Daniel Williams, a podcast to encourage and equip church leaders. Brought to you by eeleaders.com. Hey everyone, welcome to Leadership Lessons Podcast, episode number 13. I am excited for another episode, especially today, because I'm going to be doing the lesson and I want to talk to you about partnering with other churches, partnering with other churches. It's the middle of May, school's about to get out, and this means something significant for us. Not only do I get to enjoy my kids more because I love summer break, but recently our church found out that we actually uh, were told that we cannot meet in the place we meet on Sundays over the summer. We meet at a middle school, Carver Middle School in Delray Beach, and they're going to be doing renovations over the summer. Um, And so we had a situation where we're like, okay, where are we going to gather? What are we going to do? And because of a partnership in another uh, church in our area, uh, God provided uh, in a great way for us to meet on Saturday nights at Trinity uh, Church, their property at the chapel. Um, And I was just thinking about this example like, wow. Because of our relationship, because of the work that we've been doing in the city and our love for one another, um, this local pastor offered us a place to meet because he wants more disciples made in the city uh, to be on mission and just to love not only me, our church, but to love people in our community so the gospel can go forth. And um, man, I I thought that would be a good segue and it just reminded me to let's talk about this. As we talk about reaching our city uh, for the gospel, the priority of the gospel, it's going to take not just one church and not just uh, one ministry team, but a lot of churches coming together, a lot of believers coming together to love the city. And uh, it reminded me when I first planted Redemption Church. Uh, I knew this from the very get-go. I knew that we were called to Delray Beach, but we, uh, Redemption Church, was not going to be able to reach our city alone. That, that God had placed other believers in our city to make disciples, that we weren't the only ones. And so uh, I made it a priority for me just to get together with other church planters, other church leaders, um, senior pastors, uh, worship leaders, whatever it may be, just to build one another up and to hear what God was doing in our city. Um, And over the course of a few years, a lot of relationships were built, and we've been able to see uh, just God be able to uh, use those relationships to preach the gospel. We've done a lot of really cool things. Um, You know, even this year, I've seen a few dozen people get saved just this year uh, through preaching the gospel, through outreach, through Sunday services. But I, I think about those people that have received Christ and got saved and lives have been changed through the ministry of Redemption Church. And I still think of our city and I think it's not enough. Uh, Not one of us is as good as all of us. Uh, Redemption Church isn't the only great church in Delray Beach. And I need other people, other ministry leaders to pour into me, for me to pour into them, for us to do it together so we can have a greater impact. And so when I planted the church here in, in uh, many years back uh, to, to Delray Beach, I made it a point that I would get together with other ministry leaders to know them, to understand them. And I made it a goal uh, to do it about once a week or every other week. And I still do this to this day. I still connect, learn, partner, pray with other pastors and leaders in our area because I think it's an important 
thing to reach people for Jesus, to partner with other churches, to be a witness in your city, and to do great things. And because of this relationship that I had with Pastor Vince Putman over at Trinity Lutheran, when I was in a bind, he said, hey man, uh, we want you to make disciples. We love you. We're for you. We don't use it on Saturday nights. Come and use our building. Uh, we'll rent it for you for uh, cheap. It's minimal setup, teardown. Um, and because of that partnership, man, it's really blessed us. Uh, and we've been able to have a lot of these type of partnerships in our city where we don't make Redemption Church the big name. We make Jesus, His kingdom, the big thing and multiplication happens. Uh, another thing that just happened when this airs, we're gonna be doing our fifth Love Delray event. Now Love Delray event is where we as local churches get together to practically have a presence in our city and love the community. And so we do outreach and practical painting events and um, just whatever it may be, we come up with nonprofits and uh, organizations to help, to serve, and we do it together. I think last event we had 150 people eight organizations, um, six churches, two nonprofits coming together to just serve our city. And that would be from serving at Carver Middle School, beautification projects, to the few nonprofits working with kids, to beach cleanup, to even making packets for the homeless um, to be able to give out later on. Uh, and so Love Delray has been an amazing thing that we've been able to do. Uh, not only are we going to be able to meet at Trinity's property for um, our Saturday night service, but we've been able to use their facilities when we've had missionaries come and want meetings. Or uh, recently, back in November, we had the Refresh Conference. They let us use the chapel for that. Uh, we've also done community prayer nights uh, as different churches, the Avenue Church and Trinity Church, Joy Church, Calvary Chapel of Delray. We're getting together to praying with one another and, and, and just making a space, and not only for events, but just truly friendship. We've been blessed by just a friendship with one another of counseling one another. We have this group text of about eight to ten pastors in our area, just, you know, uh, Boynton, Delray, Boca, uh, just a, a group of us that just text one another every Sunday morning and give encouraging words. Hey, I'm praying for you and here's a verse for today and just be encouraged, man. And, and, and I know that we don't get together every single week. Uh, it's not like that. We're very busy. We do a lot of things, but God definitely has brought us together and it feels like we're doing ministry together. Um, and, and I love it. I, I love how we're partnering together uh, to make disciples, to love people. And so I, I just wanted to encourage you by that, that the Lord is working and He does work in unity. We know this. Psalm 133 says the Lord commands a blessing when brethren dwell in unity. Uh, and so rather than just giving you a testimony to encourage uh, how God is working through the church being united here in Delray in this area in South Florida, I want to give you some principles in this lesson for you to take uh, and, and partner with other churches in your area. Some things that you could transfer, and it may not look as same as um, the things that are going on here in Delray Beach, um, but these principles, you know, they could be transferred for you. And so I have just six principles for you to, to learn from, so that way you can partner with other churches in your area. And the first thing is, I would say, if you're going to partner with other churches in your area, be humble. Be humble. I know that sounds pretty easy, but James 4, 6 says that God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Listen, I have been so blessed because I had a right recognition of myself when I first started the church. I am not all that. Uh, it's not about me. It's about God and His kingdom. And because I had this attitude, this posture of humility, I was able to go and learn from other pastors in our area, build relationship, and just reach out. It caused me to reach out. 
And most of you, you may be established uh, in your community, but you still have to have a humble spirit. Maybe a church planner is coming into your area and maybe you should reach out to them, uh, to partner with them, to pray with them, uh, to learn what is working, what's on their heart. What can you learn from one another? And when we have this posture of humility, God actually pours out grace. And because I had that posture, man, I've learned a lot. Um, and I continue to still have that posture. Even with this podcast, um, one of the things that I, I try to do is, is to specifically interview people that aren't like me. I come from the tribe of Calvary Chapel, which I love, but a lot of these interviews and, and guest lessons aren't from people from Calvary Chapel. Uh, they're, but they're brothers and sisters in Christ, and and I want to learn from them and grow from them. And and I may not agree with everything, but the the unity that we have is in Jesus and the gospel. And and it's been such a blessing. Hopefully, not only for me, but for you, as you're listening to this uh, podcast weekly, just hearing from other uh, people of different tribes learn from one another. Um, God really gives grace in those moments. And so. The first thing I would say is just have an attitude of humility. If you're going to partner with other churches, learn, learn from one another and, and, and have an attitude of humility knowing that God has given you wisdom and ministry experience that you can pour into other ministry leaders as well. Uh, you can share your failures, your mistakes. You have wisdom as you serve God. He's taught you things and so share those things and learn. And when we walk in humility, man, God really anoints that and blesses that. The second thing, the second principle is not just an attitude of humility, but it's also action. Uh, we have to make time to invest in relationships. If you're going to partner with other churches, the first thing I would say is invest in relationship. And this is not easy. It's going to have to take some time and some scheduling on your part. And listen, I know that you are busy just like I am busy. Uh, ever since I started Redemption Church, I've been a bivocational pastor and I've had times where I've been working full-time job or part-time or side hustle. I've always been busy, but I've always made a purpose, uh, a, a purpose and a plan to meet with other guys in our area, uh, trying to do that at least once a week for an hour to pray, to build one another up, uh, to be in partnership. And, and I've just made it a priority because what you uh, schedule uh, you make it a priority, you value that. And so I wanted to seek wisdom from other guys, other leaders in our area, and so I had to make it a priority. Uh, Proverb talks about this. Uh, the book of wisdom, Proverbs 3, 13 through 15 says, Blessed is the one who finds wisdom, the one who gets understanding. For the gain from her is better than gain from silver and her profit better than gold. She is more precious than jewels and nothing you desire can compare with her. Proverbs talks about how it's important to gain wisdom and insight. And so you got to seek after it. You got to make time to learn from other people. Proverbs 4 would go on in verse 7 and 8 says, The beginning of wisdom is this get wisdom. And whatever you get, get wisdom. Prize her highly, and she will exalt you. She will honor you if you embrace her. And I think for us as ministry leaders, church leaders, we need to embrace wisdom through other people and make the time to learn. Not only in a humility of attitude, but having action, schedule it because it's important. And listen, you can do this because the benefits will, will be tremendous in your life as you build relationship with other people. Uh, I remember uh, meeting some ministry friends now that 
I can't even imagine my life without, but at first it was awkward, it was weird. I had to reach out, be humble and say, hey, can you can you just meet with me? Can, can I have an hour? Can I take you out to like lunch or coffee so we can just get to know one another? And that's how relationships are. They're a little awkward in the beginning. They're hard. They're, you know, we always forget that. But through time and spending time with one another, you build on that relationship. You build trust. And before you know it, we were praying with one another. Then we were trusting one another to say, hey, why don't we have our congregations come together and pray? I remember we did a worship night uh, with the Avenue Church and Joy Church and Trinity Church. And we had about 300 members of our church just come out to worship and to pray. But it all started with, hey, can we pray one-on-one? Can we pray now as pastors? Hey, you know what? We've benefited so much from these relationships. How about our congregation? Um, our congregations, our members, they come together now and benefit from this relationship. And so have an attitude of humility. Have some action. Schedule time. And the third thing I would say is when you get together, have a purpose. Have a purpose. Listen, we are all busy and we don't just have time for unity sake, just to have unity for unity's sake. We have to understand what we do matters. Our time is valuable and we should be on mission making disciples. And so when we schedule an appointment with another ministry leader, have a common goal, work towards something, clarify why you're getting together. Hey, I want to learn what you guys do well, or can you help me with this system or operation? Or, you know what, we just want to get together. I want to get together to know you relationally. What is the purpose of your meeting? Uh, And and clearly state that, especially with someone new. Hey, you know, you're from this uh, church. I'm new to the area, or I've I've been here. You've been here. We, We have never connected. I'd just love to get to know you and pray for you. Um, have a purpose. And I think our ultimate purpose as ministry leaders is to be on mission, to advance the kingdom of God, to make disciples. And and we can can be unified under that. Uh, We can have unity to make disciples and to come together for that because Jesus prayed for that. In John 17, 21, he said that they may all be one just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. It's important for us as leaders to partner together because it was important for Jesus. He prayed that we would have unity, but that unity had a purpose. It was so that the world may believe that the Father is real. And so I understand that I'm different than a lot of other church leaders in our area. We come from different tribes, different denominations, backgrounds, Um, but that difference is a good thing for me because you know what? Was iron sharpens iron? There may be some sparks that fly, but as we walk in love, it's going to be a great testimony to those that are seeing our relationships grow. Uh, It's amazing to think about Trinity Church, how there's, I think, four churches going to be this summer over the weekend uh, gathering and worshiping together. Uh, there's, they just recently um, started a service, a uh, 10.30 service, where the Trinity Church is meeting in the sanctuary and the Avenue Church is meeting in the gym, and they're, they're combining children's ministry, Kingdom Kids. Uh, and then Saturday nights, we're going to be meeting, and then there's also a Haitian church going, I think, on Sunday nights. Or, uh, it's just crazy. And so um, we are coming together for mission uh, to be able to partner and to serve one another. And so we want to come together where we can. We have a lot more in common than not. 
None of us are having one big service because we all have different traditions, different beliefs, different certain doctrines and backgrounds and philosophy of ministry. But when we can come together, like serving our city or, or coming together for a prayer night or, or whatever it may be, we, then we do that. And I think so a good question for you to ask uh, for the purpose of when you come together with the ministry partner is um, how can we come together? In what ways do we come together? Maybe it's not appropriate for all of us to come and do one big Sunday service because that may not fit the goal of your partnership. But can you come together to serve the community? I was so blessed through Love Delray. It was through all these other different churches that came to Carver Middle School and helped do the beautification project. And although they didn't meet at Carver Middle School, Redemption Church did. And because of their partnership, it actually helped us build a greater partnership with the school. Uh, and so we came together, it benefited us greatly, and it built relationships with the gospel, the gospel could go forth. And so what's the goal of your relationship with other churches? We need to be unified, we need to be aligned, and this helps us make decisions when we know the goal. So we can say no to this and yes to this because all of our all of our churches have different schedules and rhythms and cultures and so it's not going to be practical for us always to come together even to do outreach but where can you come together and when you can do it and i think it's important to state and to know it's the fourth principle listen have a purpose but also understand be yourself when you come together uh, you know unity doesn't mean uniformity we're all different. There are, there's a place for new wineskin and old wineskin, and sometimes not to combine it um, so things don't burst, so both can thrive. Uh, a lot of people um, fall into this trap of comparison. But 2 Corinthians 10, 12, Paul tells us that comparison is not wise. See, when I, when I build relationship and when I have a purpose and I'm able to be myself, I understand that I'm going to reach people that no one else is going to reach. God is going to place people in my body to disciple, my church, my local congregation, and, and, and vice versa. Pastor Casey will reach people that I will never reach, or Pastor Rondi, or, or, or Rod, or you know all these pastors coming together, that we are unique individually called by God to do a great work, but yet we can come together and be ourselves. Uh, my tribe, my tradition is I'm in more informal, um, but yet there may be other traditions that are more formal. Uh, they have different ways of doing things, and that is okay. Rather than comparing one another, we should be grateful that we're here serving God together because we're going to be able to reach people, and we all have different strengths. For example, Trinity Lutheran uh, Church, they have an amazing property. They've been in, they, the, I think the chapel is the oldest historical building in Delray Beach. Over 100 years old, that church has been established in our community. And so that is one of their strengths. They have property, they have a building, and they're using that as a kingdom asset to bless people. Uh, one of the gifts that Redemption Church has given us, because we're small and, and being able to move really quick, is uh, just being able to partner with a lot of different churches and, and advance God's kingdom. And He's given us the gift of knowing a lot of people in ministry. And so I find myself often as a connector, using that strength to connect this pastor to that pastor, and vice versa, and those type of things. And so um, we all have different strengths, and it's okay just to be ourselves. I have no problem coming together under Jesus' name, under His banner, to give Him glory and to partner with other people that may do things differently than me, but that's okay because there's still room in the body of Christ to have a hand, to have a foot, to have a mouth. And all these churches uh, have different um, 
personalities, different ministry philosophies, different cultures, and but we're one in Christ. And so I would say as you partner and want to partner with other churches in your community, don't be afraid just to be yourself. God made you who you are, and it's great to be able to be you uh, and just do the things God's called you to do. Um, the fifth thing I would share with you uh, as we talk about partnering with other churches in our area, right? We want to have a purpose. We want to reach people uh, for Jesus. We want to make disciples. We want to love people. Uh, we want to be ourselves. And I, I would say as, as you get comfortable with who you are, take initiative. Take initiative. Uh, don't just wait for other churches to come to you. Go to them. Um, this was important for me, and I, I learned this because not many people even knew I existed when I came into a new city. I was a church planner. I didn't have anything established. It was just a, a vision in my mind of what God had told me and called me to do. And so I needed to take initiative to um, establish relationship, to reach out the call. And you know what? There are a lot of amazing godly men and women in your area that love Jesus, that are doing their best to make disciples, that would take time to just minister to you. They've given their life, their call to it. They may look different than your ministry, but they love the Lord. And it's so great and encouraging to just say, hey, can I learn from you? Can, can, you've been, you've, I just want to thank you for doing ministry in the city that I love. And I found myself, as I was reaching out to pastors, getting to know people, they were grateful that I reached out. And so I would tell you, man, if you don't think, um, if you don't see partnership happening in your city, take some initiative. Uh, you know, I remember Pastor Vince, he took me out to lunch. I had gotten together and had a relationship with Casey and other people in our community, but but Vince didn't know who really who I was, so he took me out to lunch, and you know what he said? Hey, I just want to let you know that we, we, we value you. We love the work that you're doing, and he made an offer to help. That's one of the greatest questions you can give. If Maybe if you're established in the community and you see a church planner come in your area, ask them, how can I help? How can I pray for you? How can I partner with you? How can I just uh, encourage you? And because Pastor um, Vince did this, it sped up the process of relationship a whole lot quicker. Because I, as a church planner, my, my perspective is I don't want to come and bother people or freeload. I'm not asking to have all these ministry, uh, meetings so that way they can give me a ton of cash or that I can use them. I just wanted to, to learn from them, to grow. But when he made that offer, uh, it sort of broke barriers to say, hey, we're mutually in this together. We value one another. Uh, we want Jesus' name to be exalted, and we can do that. And so I remember I wasn't scared to ask him and his leadership team, can I use your building for a conference that I host um, called the Refresh Conference? And you know what? They said yes, and they were blessed by it. We had 50 local leaders in our area, 13 different churches represented because we had this relationship he had offered. I, I took initiative not only to ask people um, for coffee or lunch or to get to know them, but sometimes I think we have to hear this from other people. We have to take initiative to ask others for help. Many times as, as servants, as church leaders, we're always so quick to to help others, 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 but it's hard for us to take initiative to say, hey, would you pray for me? Hey, I'm new to the area. Can, What do I need to know that you, you know? Um, and so I had to take some initiative to ask for help uh, when I was in a bind. Um, and you know what? Pastor Vince has done that to me. What's crazy is uh, we're going to be moving on Saturday nights and um, he was in a bind. He got together a few weeks ago with me and said, hey, uh, I just found out my worship leader is leaving. 
and it's the same about the same time that you guys are going to be starting Saturday nights, would you come in, Daniel, and help lead worship as we uh, sort of search for a new worship leader? And so I'm going to help him. I said, absolutely. I love you. I care about you. You guys are great. And so I'm going to lead worship as an interim worship pastor until they can find someone that can be there full time and, and to stay and to help because we want to help one another out because we've both taken initiative, uh, are loving one another, or have that relationship. And, and isn't that the best partnership? This is what we tell uh, married people, right? Uh, the best relationships are when both parties want to serve one another. And so take initiative to, to ask, how can I help you? Get together and don't wait for people to do it. Just you proactively be an encouragement and, and, and ask, hey, you know what? How can I help these people? And finally, the last principle I think, and I want to share with you is this, and it, it, it sort of covers everything. Be loving. Now we know this from, from uh, 1 Corinthians 13, that, that we could speak in tongues and men and angels, but if we have not love, it, it's a noisy gong, a clanging cymbal. We can have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and knowledge, but if we, and we can even have faith that moves mountains, but if we have not love, we have nothing. Many times people come together for partnership to do great things, but let me tell you, the greatest thing that we can do, and one of the, the witnesses of Jesus and what he prayed for is that we would love one another. That's a powerful thing, that other Christians would just love one another. I think that above all what we do, when we come together to partner with other churches, we should have the mindset that this is a great opportunity to love. So what if we never have a, a prayer meeting with thousands of people? Or maybe we never do an outreach in our city together. But if I'm building relationship, if I'm taking time to pray with another brother, another sister, and we're, we're just doing this together and loving one another, Man, that's, that's worth it right there. That's building community. I, I can honestly say I feel like I'm doing ministry with other ministry leaders in our area. We have the same goal to glorify God, to advance His kingdom. And people are noticing that we're loving one another. And love is hard at times. It looks unconventional. Um, but the reality is love is a verb. It's an action. And we're able to do this. And people are able to see that love uh, that we have for one another. And so I'm, I'm very grateful to walk with people like Pastor Vince, Pastor Casey, Pastor Rodney, uh, Pastor Will, people in our area that are from different tribes than just mine, uh, even Pastor John from Calvary Chapel, Delray, from, from the same tribe. Like We're all together and we're doing this and it's really blessed my life. I know it will bless yours. Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 10 says, Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toil. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him who is alone when he falls and has not one to lift him up. And so I've personally been benefited by just friendship and relationship that I've come because I know there are other fellow co-workers in our city, in our community that love Jesus and I can have partnership with them to just have each other's backs. I really truly feel like I'm doing ministry with these other churches with these other pastors and ministry leaders and we're on the same team and it's benefited me greatly and so i know it won't only benefit doesn't benefit just me but it will benefit and encourage you and so i would tell you man be humble have an attitude that you know you can learn from other ministry leaders church leaders and i, I know you have that attitude because you're listening to this podcast but also be humble enough to say you know what god can use you and the things he's taught you to bless other people as well. 
not only have an attitude, but have some action. Take some time to schedule uh, your calendar of what you value, of, of taking some time to meet with other ministry leaders in your area. Um, and just write on the calendar, whether it be once a, a quarter to have lunch with some other guys or girls in your area. Um, but just proactively make time to invest in relationship. And then when you come together, have a purpose. What, what, what uh, is the reason you guys are coming together? Clarify that. Make that clear for both parties. And so that way you can say yes to this and, and no to that. And maybe you never uh, come together with uh, churches, calendars, and different events, but you have that relationship. You have that clarity, that purpose of why you're getting together. We're getting together just, just to pray, just to, to learn from this system, to do this, or, or to make more disciples, or to plan this outreach. What's the purpose that will really bring clarity and will help you? And as you get together and you see other people's strengths and you're learning, don't be intimidated. Be yourself. God made you to be you and only you can be you. And so just don't compare yourself to other people. Praise God that they've given you, that God has placed them in your city and given you a relationship with these people and you guys can be a team. And so uh, be yourself and some take some initiative to go after these relationships. Listen, if it's not happened right yet yet in your community or in your life, don't be afraid to just go for it. Start asking the Holy Spirit to connect you to some guys and some girls that would encourage you in ministry, that you can serve in the long game, not just, um, not just in your church and fellow co-laborers, but there are other people, other Christians in uh, the community that could be in your life to encourage you, to bless you, because God wants us to love one another. We, we are different. There are different tribes, denominations, uh, churches, in communities, but we're all one in Christ. And Jesus prayed for this, that we would be one in Him. And so as you take these principles, I just pray that, that you would love one another, that, that God would use you to start a movement of partnering with other churches, that people would see the manifestation of His love in your heart and in other people's lives. And I know that as as Man, as we've done this and as I've done this uh, in our city, I've greatly benefited, uh, whether it be from having a location uh, was from some relationships or just simply like having some encouragement or, or a text from a guy uh, in this area or to give counsel or to receive counsel. It's been such a blessing to partner with other churches. And because of that, we've seen the kingdom of God multiply and have movement. And so I pray that this would happen not only in our city, but it would happen as in your city as well. I firmly believe that not one of us is as great as all of us. And in this next one piece of advice, I have Peyton Jones sharing uh, the importance of having a team, right? When we talk about partnering with other churches, it's because we believe we're a part of a team. We are one body. One's a foot. One's a hand. One, one's a mouth. We have all different parts and roles to play. And Peyton talks about the importance in ministry to have a team, to do ministry with a team. And so I was blessed to be able to do an interview with him, spend some time as he was in Orlando, Florida, doing uh, exponential uh, conference, which is a great conference that I would recommend that all of you guys go, especially those that are in Florida. It's just a, a drive to go and learn and glean from so many different tribes about how to uh, continue to make disciples, plant churches, and and just um, advance God's kingdom. And uh, we were together, and, and it was great uh, having Peyton share uh, this ministry experience with us. And so here's Peyton Jones' one piece of advice. <laughs> 
listening to One Piece of Advice, brought to you by eeleaders.com, a ministry to encourage and equip church leaders. Hey, this is Peyton Jones from Oceanside, California. My one piece of advice is to get a team around you. Um, Paul did this. Of course, you know that in his first missionary journey, it was just him and Barnabas and John Mark. And of course, John Mark turns back and uh, Paul gets back on the mission field uh, or back from the mission field in Antioch. And he suddenly realizes that all the churches in Galatia are a mess. And what we see Paul doing from there is he starts gathering a team, starting with Silas and picking up Timothy at Lystra and Derby. And he goes back through all those places and he starts picking up mobile teams of people that he can train up and deposit and leave with him. And of course, there was partnership by Acts 20, uh, verse 4. We see Paul traveling around with eight different people at one time. And The reason that's important for you in ministry is if you try to do this whole thing as kind of like a one-man band, I mean, we've all seen the guy in the in the marketplace. Uh, He's he's cool, you know. He's playing five instruments at once, and he's got like a horn on the bottom of his shoe, and he's got cymbals tied to his knees, and he's playing a drum and blowing a harmonica, and he's got stuff on his elbows, and you're like, you know, that that's cool, but I wouldn't buy that CD. You know, I mean, he's not going to be able to actually catch and carry my attention for too long. He's not going to be able to keep it up forever. Trying to do ministry on your own is not only unbiblical in that Jesus only sent people out two by two, but also it's just impossible. So I would say if you're going to do anything, get a good team around you. And just to kind of hone in on that a bit, make sure that you understand that your wife is your first teammate. Don't look at some other dude and think, that's my teammate, that's my Barnabas, that's my Silas. If you're married, and I say this because I've seen guys at 10, 20, 30 years down the line, or when they're nearing retirement, look back and realize that they treated their wife like the invisible woman. And really, to be honest, she is your number one church planning or ministry partner And you should honor her in that. Talk to her about it. Include her in those things. In fact, most of you, she's leading half the church for you or with you anyways. So make sure you build a team. Build a team not just of Timothys, people who look up to you, who kiss your butt, who respect you, that you're mentoring. Also build a team of Barnabases, people that are your equals. And if you're threatened by them because they are your equals, well, That's more about you. And I would give you really a challenge to say, look into that and ask the Lord, why am I challenged by people that are my equals? So build a team of people that can challenge you back, can build into and pour into you and keep you accountable. That's the team leadership that Jesus set up by establishing a team ministry of 12 to start with. And when Paul reached maturity in his ministry, That's what we see him doing until he finally has 32 different people. And if you want to read more about that, you can check out my book, Church Zero, which is a team approach to ministry. Well, I hope today's episode really blessed you, man. I am blessed to have so many people on my team. Uh, I I don't even know um, 
how this has happened, how God has blessed me so much by me knowing so many incredible, amazing leaders of the church that are doing so many great things for His kingdom. And I'm just so grateful and appreciative to all those people that are contributing, people like Peyton. But man, even this episode, um, or this season two, we've had so many different contributors all over the nation and even the world that I'm just so grateful for. I'm grateful for you. Uh, whether I've met you personally, whether you're a part of the people that you know I know, or maybe you just been listening to this as a, a recommendation from a family or a friend, man, God wants to use you and we're on the same team together. And so know that I am praying for you. I'm so blessed that you are making disciples, uh, that you are serving God with your life. Uh, may God's love be poured out upon your heart and overflow into the ministry that you're doing. I'm praying for you this week and I can't wait to keep on investing and pouring into you. So until next time, we'll see you soon. God bless. Thank you so much for listening to this Leadership Lessons podcast. You can watch all the episodes and get all the show notes at eeleaders.com. If this podcast was a blessing to you, I would love for you to share it with your friends on social media. You can find us on social media at eeleaders. You can also help us spread the word by simply writing a review on iTunes or Google Play. My hope for you with this podcast is that it will encourage you and equip you to continue to serve Jesus. Because remember, there's nothing better than doing what God has called you to do.